It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. It's Dick Toledo, and I want to thank you guys for downloading, streaming, and sharing all of our HMS podcasting content. Today's podcasting content is being brought to you by our friends at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Check out their new and used inventory online at ChapmanDodge.com. And while you do that, have you realized that you're sick of your house yet? Tired of being cooped up every weekend? How about getting away, far away, to where people aren't, like up in the high country? Well, if I've learned one thing in working with a Jeep lover for 20 years, it's that when you want to leave people behind, there's only one thing that'll get you there. The off-road machine, a Jeep. And right now at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big on the rolling definition of go big or go home during Jeep Adventure Days. Happening now. Visit them at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 in Indian School or simply do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more and enjoy today's HMS podcasting content. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Great guest on the line right now. We'll just get right to it. Uh, he's going to be here this weekend at the Improv. Uh, is kind enough to have me up on stage with him Friday as he brings the podcast to town. Adam Carolla is on the line right now. Mr. Carolla, are you there? Uh, is he? What the hell's going on with the phones? Adam? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you there you are. There you are. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for having me on. We'll be there Friday at the Improv uh, goofing around. Now, th- this is the thing, Adam. I've been telling people that I'm kind of the uh, – uh, I guess I'm the booby prize. Sloppy seconds. Yeah, because Caliendo is being a huge uh, baby about going outside with the uh, the COVID. And I do the podcast with Frank, and uh, we were on with you before when we were going to do this back in July. And now Frank's wife won't let him leave the house, which has left just you with me. It's ironic because nobody under normal conditions would want Frank to leave the house more than his wife. <laughs> That's right? the truth. That is so true. And yet here she is saying, don't leave the house. A yeah. single person, she'd love to leave the house the most. <laughs> yeah, demanding that he stays home uh, instead of going out on a Friday to catch the COVID, and mainly for her own concerns that she doesn't want it to come back. Are you concerned about it at all? You've been doing these. Like, How many have you done during the COVID thing? You've done the touring. I was in Nashville yesterday. Oh wow! During a doing a corporate gig, I've been in Nashville two times. I've been to Texas uh, three times, and I'm obviously I'm heading to Arizona. Um, I haven't washed my hands. <laughs> I don't use Perel. Um, I only use a mask when Dumbo's need me to use a mask, like going you know going onto the airplane or or yeah. whatever it is. And 
I have zero fear and zero fact. I, it's, it's not an issue. I don't think about it, and I've not really altered anything at all. Is that right? So, kids, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't care that. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, not it, interested. So it's, uh, are you immune from a disinterest? I think that's an, an, an interesting I, I, approach. I have no – I have no – I don't have – you know, low self-esteem. I just have no self-esteem. I just, I don't think about myself in terms of danger at all. It kind of, it kind of, uh, about four months ago, I was heading into Texas to do some shows. And, um, and like I said, I've I've been all over the place. I I was in Houston months ago doing shows, Nashville, whatever. And I, it dawned on me because I was talking to my sister on the phone and this is in like, you know, April or something. And she said, like, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, oh, I'm leaving to Texas tomorrow. And she said, you, you're going to Texas? And I said, yeah, I'm doing shows. And she said, uh, aren't you scared to fly? And I said, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Really? And I realized I haven't thought about it. Well, I listen, first off, I'm not interested in the news. Yeah. That's just one big scare factory. Give me a break. That's a fact. Uh, yeah. All that does is scare the crap out of everyone. And look. Here's what I've said about this pandemic. If you were making a pandemic movie, this would be the worst goddamn movie ever. (laughs) Because you'd say to me, like, oh, my God, Adam, who's been claimed by the pandemic? And I'd be like, "Um, oh, uh, Brian Cranston got it, but he didn't have any symptoms. (laughs) Like, that's all I'd have. Yeah, nobody's getting sick enough. That's your beef with the pandemic, as far as entertainment. My beef is... Here's how it works. I'm not saying it's not real. It's yeah. real. Everything is real. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, there's there's plenty of danger to be had out there. Heart disease is real, and automotive accidents are real, and COVID-19 is real. It's all real. I caught on early that CNN was trying to jack this up, and my head, my mindset Well, so here's the thing. So you turn on CNN, right? And they have a story about a person who played by all the rules. Like this guy kept the social distancing, put the masks on, washed his hands five times a day for 20 minutes, got it and died. So that's story A. Story B is the guy who was the Trump supporter. That guy didn't, he ignored all the rules, went out, got it and died. So my math is, is I'm somewhere in between those two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're middle of the road. It, CNN. Yeah. It you, can't you be you everything. You followed all the rules and you died and you followed none of the rules and you died. Okay. Well, we're all somewhere between following all the rules and following none of the rules. Yeah. I don't know what the it, rules it, are. It, I, I'm, my frustration comes from like, I'm trying to just not kill people at work. I don't care if I get it. Like I said, I'm with you on the low self-esteem thing. I got none. Don't care if I catch it. Don't care if I die from it really. But the, uh, and I caught it and Brady had, and it. I was, uh, you know, a lot of times I was treated like, Oh, you dummy. You went out there and yeah, tried to and get you it. Got it. Well, we did that just for the show basically. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, but, uh, having, having people here working with, uh, folks who live with their elderly parents i'm like well god i can't get it and kill his mom that's my only concern is that i would be the guy who brought it in otherwise i'm with you i just don't know what else i can do to avoid this outside of isolate myself more which i was doing before anyway well let's be honest for a minute if you're an adult male and you're living with your elderly mom (laughs) would it be a good thing if she just sort of quietly passed away yeah you know mortgage free it's all it, it was 
She made her last payment in 1979. <laughs> finally. It's all yours now. That, that is finally the dreams do come true. I guess I could help out in that regard, but I'm not sure. I, I think I'd have to ask first if I, you know, you want me to like be a hitman with COVID. I'd be willing to do it. Well, Ben, and how many people were paired up that all of a sudden it came down in the lockdown? Yeah. Next thing you know, you weren't living with your mom, but since you were over there at the time, now you got to yeah. stay there. Yeah, you're stuck with her. Uh, Adam, what is uh, like everything other than the COVID? And it's just so frustratingly annoying because I'm with you. Like nobody knows what really to do. It won't go away. Like Halloween's coming up and we were talking this morning, like, do we even have it? Do you have to have like a big bank tube to shoot the candy into the kid's pillowcase from 40 feet away? How's this going to work? And I think it's going to get political, too. Like people are going to be if you don't give out candy, then you're a pussy. Shaming all around. Shame you the whole way. It's like Halloween's affected. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can give out like wet wipes or something and meet somewhere in between like Clorox infused wet wipes. Um, You know, it's another it's interesting because uh, you guys probably know uh, Bean of Kevin and Bean out here in uh, K-Rock. And he's an old friend of mine. And he's one of those uh, rules guy. And I was talking to him and he got it. He's one of the guys I know who got it. And he was like, hey, man, I did everything. We did. We wiped everything down. We put the masks on. We put the gloves on. We had the stuff delivered. We wiped the boxes down and we got it. And I'm like, okay, I don't do one tenth of that. (laughs) I I literally I am so I can barely floss twice a month. Like it's, it's no way I'm sticking to your protocol. And so, again, you did everything. You're the only one I know in my circle that really got it so what it, what am i to do and i'm just living also i don't want to look back on 2020 and see a a portrait of myself in a fetal position underneath my bed right you know what i mean like i want to go i traveled i did shows i lived my life i, I didn't i wasn't fear-based fear-based is debilitating people people don't understand it's it's not a zero sum game. It's not just play it safe, play it safe all the time, be fear based, and be safe. It ruins your life. Everyone I know who's fear based doesn't live a whole life. I once did. I once did a vintage car race in the middle of this whole thing you at did. Laguna Seca. No kidding. Yeah. How, and what is and what is that like? Because because to me, it's the, the the thing that is the only fearful thing is the people that are like thumbing their nose at it, and they are the ones that are like it's fake and blah blah, blah and they want to touch and. Hang out and do all that weird crap. huge gathering. Yeah, like the, yeah, the crowd, people, the ones that want to like push it. Like I don't mind like staying apart from people. I've been doing that my whole life. I'm good at that. But like the uh, getting into crowds. I, like, I was just in Nashville for uh, a Z car show, a Dotson Z car show. Uh, car. Uh, let me tell you a group that doesn't care about this. Car guys. Yeah. <laughs> car guys are the least affected. The most affected are comedians. The least affected are car guys, right? It turns out comedians are pussies, which yeah. is weird, right? Because they're up there, you know, tearing everyone a new a-hole and like walking the line and getting close to the edge. They are the most scared group. Hollywood is the most scared group. They're the softest, scaredest people on the planet. The guys who work with their hands, the, the guys. So I have like three groups. I have, I have the blue collar guys because I'm always building and I'm always doing a car restoration and I'm always working on fabricating a race car, like parts for race cars. That group, completely unaffected utterly yeah. unaffected it doesn't come up you don't discuss it 
They don't care. There's no anything. You would not know pre-COVID and post-COVID if you film these guys because they work with tools and they work with like they work with band saws and they work with acetylene cutting torches and stuff. <laughs> they see. Here's the thing. Everyone thinks I'm nuts. By the way, so Hollywood is the most effective. They're the most scared. Sure. And you, here's my theory. My theory is this. When you work with tools, when you have to put metal together and cut metal and do things like that, you have to have a relationship with danger and you must be calibrated. And it, it's not you can't use any of the tools they're dangerous. You have to pick the right tool and you have to assess the danger and you have to use it correctly. Cause like a bandsaw can really jack you up, but you need it to cut this metal. Right. And that's all those guys do all day. When I did this for a living and I still, it's like you pick up one of those big right angle D handle whole hog, like half inch drill motors and you put a big auger bit on it. You're going to drill first. Those things can snap on you and break your forearm. Like you have to really respect the tool and use the tool correctly. These guys jack up cars all day and get under the car. The car has to be secure. Otherwise it's going to crush them, but it's not, they don't have an option of not getting under the car. So they're calibrated and they've calibrated themselves. And this thing doesn't feel like much to them. Hollywood people have no calibration with fear and no calibration with danger, and they're all in. They just went all Coddled. in. Yeah, they're scared to death. They're, they're living in fear. Yeah, you're right, because if a guy who's but, living but, does but fear all, every day, it doesn't bother him. But also, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but all the idiots who went all in, just all in. I mean, they've been, you know, they're spraying down in and out bags with alcohol <laughs> right. when they're coming in the house, right? All those idiots who were, remember the, remember the people who were wearing rubber gloves yeah. three months ago? All right, those people, they want all in, and they don't want to kind of admit they were wrong now. Right. right? So they're kind of fighting for it. Yeah, they're doubling down. They want it to be bigger. Well, they made a – so in February or March, they bet on COVID-19. I threw in a couple of chips, like, <laughs> all right, you know, let me, let me see what the flop is. You know, I threw in a couple of chips. They went all in, and now I've lost a couple of chips. Right. They got their whole stake out there, and they're trying to defend it. They're trying to, they're trying to keep the hand going longer, and it's starting to wind down. Yeah, you've, yeah, it, it is kind of a weird mentality that everybody took this, you know, either I'm going to do it or I'm not. I kind of went down the middle of the road. I'm just trying to be considerate. That's my only job right now. Just be considerate. If somebody's nuts, yeah, I, don't, I, don't no, want, I don't want hassle from anybody. I'm basically trying not to get hassled. I know. I, I fly, and they tell you, you know, put a mask on, and I put a mask on, and yeah. then I get to my seat, and I pull the thing down, down to my groin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of Adam, as long as you did Loveline, uh, do you have people that come to your shows and say, 20 years ago, you helped me with my abortion or I have, I have warts, but you, you talked me through? I mean, what is the follow up like from fans that I've been listening to you for 20 years kind of thing? Boy, that's a, uh, for me, 
I pray nobody comes up to me and says, thank you for helping me with my abortion. (laughs) Well, I would have never been here because of you 20 years ago. That's that's what I live for, is somebody that someday gets that out of my career. I think that would be great. I I don't know that I've ever helped anybody with that other than financially. Bro, I want to tell you something. Have you met my other daughter? (laughs) <laughs> you met the survivor yeah i don't know if uh it, so nobody comes up to you and says i called you and i had like warts down to my knees and you were talking to me about how great that we had cleared up and i want to show you or do you remember you know, a call it, from 12 yeah, years ago yeah nobody knows it 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 it, it you know it's interesting as as time marches forward and Loveline is 20 years ago. I mean, for, for me, I, I stopped doing it in 05, 06, somewhere, somewhere in there, but, you know, coming on 15 years ago and, you know, the man show is, you know, 18 years ago, you know, and it's like, at, you know, the, the, the man show fans, the Loveline fans, they become like world war one veterans, you know, and now it's like we're into the eighties, you know, and they're starting to drop, you know, and then eventually we'll have the last living Loveline fan and the last living man show fan. <laughs> That would be great. And they could get together and share whatever uh, STD that the one guy's got finally for the last time. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's a fascinating thing to think about the people you've spoken to over the years coming back into your life later is like, you know, I don't know if that would feel good. Sometimes people go, I've been listening to you for 20 years, John, and you got me through a tough time. But you, you got people through like horrible stuff, like just disgusting things, like oozing sores and stuff. I was, you know, I just got up and, uh, went to work every day. Like I just treated it like a job. I never really thought about the lasting implications, the legacies or the sores. I just kind of went, I'm getting paid. The I have to be here. Crab right combs, yeah. you oh my God. Yeah. You, you, and the, you right. probably got free crab combs in the mail. <laughs> yeah, those folks loved you. Well, the good news is, is, the crab comb is not exactly a durable good. Like everyone can afford a crab comb. You would hope so. Well, Biden will give them out for you free eventually. Heard, yeah. You've never I'm heard anyone went eighty nine dollars. I don't have that kind of money for a crab comb. Pass on the comb. Yeah, you find a way when you need a crab comb to make that happen. Uh, yeah. So you're going to be here at the Improv uh, Friday night uh, with. Uh, I'll be up there with you, and then you're going to do. Uh, how many shows are you doing this weekend? You know. Uh, I'm going to do uh, live stand up. Um, and so each night is a live podcast for the early show. Rob Schneider being on Saturday, cool. and then the late show is stand up. So two stand up shows, two live podcasts. Oh, okay, that'll be good. And that's uh, at the Improv Friday and Saturday night. And uh, I also heard you talking when you mentioned the Man Show. I heard you talking a while ago about uh, Kimmel and what he's gone through with what you know the retroactive cancel this, cancel that thing. And uh, it was what twenty. 20- Three years ago, maybe, when the Carl Malone thing happened. I remember, I, I thought that was huge when you said, look, he's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. You guys aren't politically on the same page, but it really is kind of a nice thing to see that two friends, different as can be, uh, you stood up for him and said, this is ridiculous. I mean, wh- have you talked to Jimmy about that whole thing? Because he's, he's hosting the Emmys or whatever's going on this weekend. And, uh, that's as Carl Malone. Yeah, is that, yeah, he's going to do it as Carl Malone. We heard you guys wrote a whole bit for that. <laughs> he's going to win an award for it. Uh, finally, uh, lifetime achievement in blackface. Is that that's the that's you the most know, ridiculous thing of all time to go back into somebody's history and destroy them for something no one was mad about? I I completely agree. Um, I you know Jimmy's a good friend, and I I didn't really feel like I was standing up or defending him. I was like standing up for comedians, 
and I was standing up for sanity. And I did it for Jimmy. I said the same thing about Jimmy Fallon and his Chris Rock impersonation. I felt it necessary just to stand up when you're calling these impersonations blackface. It's like blackface is its own thing. Chris Rock is a personality. Jimmy Fallon is doing an impersonation of Chris Rock and and Jimmy Kimmel is an impersonation of Carl Malone. And this is for comedic effect. It is the exact opposite, really, of blackface, which is essentially making fun generically of black people, where this is more of an homage to the person you're doing the bit about. So it, it has nothing to do. It, as a matter of fact, it, it, in a weird way, it's kind of an evolution of blackface, if you think about it. Like, instead of just white comedians or performers just making fun of black people, you're now actually impersonating huge black celebrities that's that's in a way that's an advancement of the races i don't get why we just turn everything's just racist you know everything is problematic and then you have all the dumb weak coward lemmings who go well yeah i I know it's not the same as blackface but he shouldn't have done it anyway well he shouldn't have done it anyway what does that mean right right especially in hindsight by the way what a what a weak, scared person you are. You know what I mean? Like, you should have done it anyway. Well, what's that mean? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the woke world that everybody's – like, I get frustrated with the idea that it's such a mono thought that if you go against it, you're automatically the opposite. And you can't even have, like, a, a you know, milk toast opinion about, like, I don't, I don't really care. Automatically means, oh, you're racist. And it just drives me nuts because everybody laughed at what you guys were doing on The Man Show. Everybody loved it. You probably got letters from some people, but you're going to get that no matter what when you're trying to be a little bit off. No. Let let me tell you something. We got got more crap for, you know, uh, a bit called, you know, wife school or something like (laughs) that more than we did for any Carl Malone stuff. Nobody said a word. Not at all. Everyone thought it was funny. Nobody cared. But now everyone built the time machine and got in touch with their feelings. (laughs) And my feeling is shut up. Yeah. Who cares? By the way, what are we listening to you for? Right. Comedy? You think that's how comedy works? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's a popularity contest? Well, I always say that about this show. You know, we're we're kind of a safe haven for uh, you know a mild form of bigotry and evil, and I'm fine with that because it's a place I think we speak for a lot of people. But even at our best, we're like a 15 share, which means 85 percent of the city doesn't like us. If they ever spoke up, it would seem like we're the worst things in the world. So shut up. You're right. Absolutely. You don't like it. There's options. Yeah. And have you found yourself on the podcast? Because I know when Caliendo and I did it with you, uh, Frank was nervous doing uh, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, at, because that was in the height of all the crazy weird stuff, uh, as two white guys sitting there doing those impressions on your show with other white people. And he's like, I'm going to get letters. And he does, by the way. His audience does that. Yeah, well, I think, I think when you advertise that you are open to alteration or apology, then you just get more letters demanding apologies so the reason you don't negotiate with terrorists who take hostages is they take more hostages right right you send the message that we negotiate you'll you'll get paid if you take hostages you just get more hostages now the thing about me that's interesting is i just advertise that i don't apologize and I called everyone a puss a few weeks ago on this COVID-19 business. 
I got a million uh, tweets calling me the worst person in the world. Nobody asked me to apologize, which is interesting, right? Because yeah, you don't. They, call, they, said, they said everything, but they never said apologize because I have put it out there that I don't apologize. So, and, and by the way, I don't, it's not like I apologize like, like the Fonz couldn't say he was wrong. <laughs> <Right>. I apologize. <laughs> if, 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 if I yell at one of my kids because I had a few beers watching and my team lost and they come yelling at me and I just yell something at them, the, the next morning I'll apologize to them. Right. Like it's not that I don't apologize. It's that I don't apologize to the mob who doesn't, by the way, care no. what I'd say anyway. They're just some sort of mouthpiece They're for looking, the mob. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried was in here right. about the right around about a year after the Affleck thing. And I said, what's the worst part of that whole thing? And he goes, when I apologized, they tore me apart after. And it was the apology right. that lost him the job. It was the apology that, that was the admission of guilt. It wasn't – nobody took it as an right. I'm sorry. It was his admission of guilt. So since that day, I've thought the same way. I'm like, I'm only going to apologize when I feel like I've done something wrong, not because you told me I did. Well, by the way, should you apologize to a large mob of people? You know what I mean? Again, pol- apologize to family members and neighbors when, uh, you know, you had the stereo up too loud on a Saturday. Right. And they couldn't get to sleep, but it's not—it's not something that's meant for a group. If you think about it, it's not something that's meant for a mob, for yeah. sure. Adam, you're always fascinating. I, I could talk to you for hours on end, and we'll do that on Friday, uh, Friday night at the Improv. I'm going to be up there with Adam Carolla's podcast and some stand-up going on. Rob Schneider Saturday, uh, and more of that. Tickets on sale right now. You can go to tempimprov.com. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom? Close us out, Adam. What do you got? Well, I said at the beginning of this whole pandemic mess, as a uh, friend of mine in the joint once said, uh, you can do the time or the time can do you. And I've just always felt that way. Like whatever that means to you, don't look back at this and look at six months or nine months or years life wasted. Start doing something. And, And I would recommend something physical you can't sit around and watch cnn all day you'll go out of your brain yeah you need to go build a tree house in your backyard start a project like literally go to the garage and do something it'll occupy your mind it'll pull you out of where you're at and you'll you'll find it the best therapy ever yeah buy a heavy bag that's my advice it's been all i do buy a heavy bag that's the way to go jump rope and hit a heavy bag adam always great thank you man thanks for getting up and doing this we appreciate it We'll see you Friday. All right, see you, Matt. See you later. Adam Carolla, everybody's right there and uh, ready to go Friday night uh, up there with him doing the podcast. He's always got an angle. Always got something. And it's a fun show, too. I don't know if he's going to bring his man Gria again. I don't know if he's still doing that stuff. But, man, oh, man, that stuff will get you going big time. Man, that was on that. Have you ever had that? No. Oof. Good stuff. It's, it's good, but it gets you. You don't realize what you're doing. It's a man's drink. It is man Gria for get, sure. And, and people – Get the bottle of Mangria at their table and, and two to go. Yeah. It's oh, brilliant uh, still got commerce. One. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Adam Carolla, this weekend at the Improv, if you'd like to brave it, I like that. If uh, you do the time or the time does you, that's a good thing to walk away from right there, especially with all this stuff we're doing right now where I think everybody feels like they're wasting time, like time is passing them by. Somebody said that to me the other day. It says you got all this stuff going on, COVID and all these other things. If you don't take today and make tomorrow better, all you're doing is letting your yesterday beat you up. And it's like, what if you di- – people always say that. What if you died and, and like, you knew you were going to die on Friday 
and you look back and you said, what did I just do with the last six months other than try to protect the next six months? Because of – and it's like t- use today. That's a great line. I love that a lot, the uh, do the time of the time does you. And that's true of everything. I like that. I'm hanging on to that one. Adam Carolla, everybody. It's 98K UPD. Big, red, and badass. It's the natural way radio should be. 98 You want to get away, far away, to a place people aren't. You know what will get you there? A Jeep. That's right, an off-road machine with a big lift and big tires. A rolling definition of go big or go home. And at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big on every new Jeep during the Jeep Adventure Days. Happening now. Visit us at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more.